MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. That's right, straight out of Vegas here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always check out the show on the iHeartRadio app and wherever you are taking part in the program. We always appreciate a few minutes of your time here on Fox Sports Radio. R.J. Bell is out. Rumors are circulating. It was a snow day. Believe it or not, a snow day in Vegas, but we will get to the bottom of that at some point throughout the course of the show. I am live here in Los Angeles. We have our college football, college Hoops expert. He is Brad Powers along with Steve Fezzik. Fezzik, what are your credentials again? Two time super contest winner, which is like what the uh, two time Super Bowl champion, basically? Yeah, it's like the World Series of Poker for sports betters. All right, I just want to make sure we can get you bragging two minutes into the broadcast. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, mission accomplished here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, guys, so let's get to the matter at hand here. And it was hot take palooza on social media during the North Carolina Duke game. And it only took about 30-something seconds before it to go down. 
Number eight, North Carolina beats number one, Duke, 88-72. Before we get to all the hot takes and all the stuff that was spewing out of people's Twitter accounts all during the game because of some exploding shoes, Brad Powers, we start with you. Vegas perspective on what we saw in Durham last night. Well, first and foremost, obviously Duke's national title odds took a bit of a hit last night. Coming into the game, Duke was priced as the second biggest favorite to win a national title this time of year in the past decade. Only the 2015 Kentucky team had better odds, at least this time of year, to win the title. So what happened? Well, most books, and I'm not afraid to say this, most sports books uh, directors are gutless. They took the odds <laughs> off the board. You cannot bet Duke or any other team right now to win the national championship at this point in time. But the few that did, and I'll give them credit, Duke pretty much went from being plus 180 in the futures market, meaning a $100 bet wins you 180 to right now, believe it or not, even with the question marks surrounding Zion Williamson, Duke right now plus 220. A $100 bet wins you 220. So not that much movement, despite the fact maybe the most valuable player in, in college basketball, Zion Williamson, gets hurt last night. And so when you when you look at that setup, Fezzik, and you see where Duke is at now, I know there's been some bets that you guys have made back and forth where Brad really liked Duke. Uh, you guys really like the field. Does that change just this incident last night, how you view the national championship and especially the NCAA tournament moving forward? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you think that Duke had a free fall in terms of their true odds to win the tournament. Now, the dastardly bookies may have only made a slight adjustment to Duke. Brad documented it, went from plus 180 to plus 220. I would argue that true odds of Duke winning the national championship were about one-third before last night, and I might lower them. because For one-third, you mean three to one? No, like one third. I think, okay. uh, yeah, I think right around there. Okay. You know, that a plus one eighty, minus two twenty right. type of type of straddle. And so instead of one third, I'd make I'd make the case that their current odds with the uncertainty of Williamson is probably more like maybe one in six. Would you agree? Yeah, close to it. And let's put a value on Zion Williamson. How much is Zion Williamson worth to a point spread? Six points is what I'd expect it to be right now. Maybe wouldn't have been that high after uh, coming into that game against North Carolina. I thought maybe four or five points would have been fair after what I saw from Duke. The remainder of that game, I, I have some major question marks on Duke, and we'll get into it uh, here in a second as far as their uh, quality of depth. But Zion Williamson worth six points. Let's put that in perspective compared to, let's say, LeBron James. Uh, how much was LeBron James worth when he was in Cleveland, when it was basically LeBron James and the rest of the Cavs? LeBron was worth right around six points. So right now, I would say pricing, Zion Williamson by far the most valuable player in college basketball. Now, Brad Powers, you have a big position with <laughs> Duke in futures bets against <laughs> RJ and myself. Here would we you go. care to summarize <laughs> the hit that your portfolio took with that injury last so night? So I was trying to bury the lead here, and I guess the lead <laughs> is, yeah, Brad Powers' portfolio. Forget Nike's portfolio. Brad Powers' portfolio took a massive hit last night. So here's the bets that we had right here straight out of Vegas. First, the one with you and me, Fez. That's the worst of them. I have Duke to win the national title, and you have the following three teams. Tennessee, Kentucky, and Gonzaga. And that's a, what, a $500 bet? Yes. Oh, wow. So I'm rooting for, you know, maybe, obviously rooting for Duke to win the title, but probably at this point, Michigan or North Carolina to win the title. And then just made a couple days ago, me and RJ made a bet. 
So this one, I'm not as fearful as the one that I have with you, Fez, but I have Duke, Kentucky, Gonzaga, and Virginia, and R.J. Bell has everybody else, and R.J. Bell has 4-1 to one odds. That was a $250 bet for me. So if R.J. wins, if Duke, if teams other than Duke, Kentucky, Gonzaga, and Virginia, anybody else doesn't win the title, R.J. Bell gets 1000 bucks out of my pocket. So let's think about this. If Williamson doesn't play, all of a sudden, Duke becomes like the third best team in the country, and you have a portfolio of four teams that I would make the case should be an underdog against the field, but you laid minus 400. That's a bad bet. Thanks for reminding yeah, me. Let's just let's Jonas. go ahead. Yeah, keep uh, keep stepping on the corpse, if you will, Fezzik. Keep um, <laughs> keep reminding everybody what's on the ground over there. Uh, yeah, we now here's what I want to ask you, Brad, because I do think it's interesting. So you mentioned that Zion Williamson is worth about six points. The betting line going into that game was Duke minus nine. So yep. if Duke without Zion Williamson, are we saying they would have been a three point favorite? Because if that's the case, they still got their doors blown off by sixteen at home. An awful loss for Duke. Yeah, so, but keep that. Keep in mind, uh, and this is another good teaching moment for, for those of you listening out there. Yeah, Duke would have been about a three-point favorite last night against North Carolina, but in the biggest, one of the biggest atmospheres in all of college basketball this season, Duke was going to get about four points of home court advantage. So on a neutral floor, I, I can make the case without Zion Williamson, uh, North Carolina might even be a short favorite against Duke, maybe one point. The no. question has to be asked. North Carolina did not shoot particularly well at all, right, <laughs> last night. No, that, that, that's how bad Duke performed. North Carolina, if you'd have gave me this stat before the game, North Carolina shoots from three-point range, and that was part of my handicap. Why I like North Carolina last night was, hey, North Carolina's much better than Duke from behind the arc. North Carolina shoots two out of 20 from three-point range, and yet, <laughs> I mean, still beat Duke by 16 points. Now, Coach K, a tremendous recruiter, tremendous with the media, I have to ask the question. It seems like when things go wrong, unexpected things like Williamson going out, that he sometimes struggles to make the right adjustments. Would you say that this game might be a confirmation of struggles like that? Well, we've seen it now twice this season because earlier this season in Duke's other home loss, Trey Jones, the starting point guard, went out, and Duke, as a 16-point home favorite, lost outright to Syracuse, a middling Syracuse team in overtime at home. I question, you know, obviously Coach K is one of the greatest of all time. He's got the resume, five national championships. But I think right now, and this stage in his career, Coach K tactically, not talking about recruiting or how to handle personalities, but from tactically, X's and O's, I think Coach K is average at best. And he can't lean on the former really good assistant coaches that he's had in the past. When they went on that early run in the 90s, Mike Bray was there. Mike Bray, known tactically as one of the best coaches. He's the head coach at Notre Dame now for the last 20 years. And recently, he loses Steve Wojciechowski. He's the guy at Marquette. Marquette's surging. He was an assistant coach under Duke for a long time. And also, just last year, he lost Jeff Capel, his number two guy. So he can't really rely on assistants. I'm really concerned moving forward. If they don't have Zion Williamson, I mean, it's not a good look and right Chris now. And Chris Collins as well, too, was there for a long yep. time, and now he's uh, with Northwestern. And it's I think it goes to Mike Krzyzewski saw what was happening with college basketball, and he saw that John Calipari was recruiting these one-and-done guys because if you wanted the best recruits, that's the way you had to play it. So I think he doesn't have enough time with these guys in their system to really actually learn the system 
Thus, he relies more on their individual athletic raw talents than he can develop a game plan because of what you're saying is true, Brad. Like That's not said a lot of places to where people doubt Mike Krzyzewski as a coach. He's a great recruiter. He's adapted. He's won national championships in different decades, which is really difficult to do. It's one yep. thing if you win one and then you go a long time and you just never win another one like, say, a Jim Beheim. But if you're Mike Krzyzewski and you won in the 90s, and then you won in the early 2000s. And then you won in uh, uh, 2010 and beyond. Like That shows that he has the ability to adapt to this. So when you look at Krzyzewski, is this just the norm now? Is this just the way it's going to be that if you recruit a one and done, you don't have enough time to develop this guy in your system. You just have to hope that they pick up on what you're doing within, with a 30-game stretch that you've got while you've got him there for one year. Absolutely. I mean, give, you know, John Calipari's probably in, in the same uh, kind of realm, not great X and O's, but you got to give him credit. He, year after year after year, he's got different ball players and yet is at the top of the polls and in it at the very end. Maybe not as many national championships as what Kentucky fans would hope, but I think it's definitely the new norm. And if you'd ask me the last, you know, throughout the one and done era, certainly Kentucky's known for it. But if you've been following it the last four or five years, it's been Duke, not Kentucky, that's recruited better as far as the one and dones. And there's no question that Coach Case kind of changed his philosophy. So the key question now is, is Williamson one and done or is he done? And apparently there are odds out already on when and if he's going to return, correct? Yeah. So these came out today because there's a lot of question marks. And this is a whole new, you know, I'm sure Jonas will have a great uh, take on this. All the hot shot takes uh, <laughs> after Zion Williamson went down. When will Zion Williamson return? These are odds up right now at Bet Online. Regular season right now, the favorite plus one fifty. ACC tournament plus one seventy five. NCAA tournament plus two fifty. And for all those people out there saying, "Hey, you should shut it down, Zion, for the rest of the year and not play until you're in the NBA," does not play this season. Plus two seventy five, the long shot right now. It, it was the hot takes. Look, I sometimes I'll go on Twitter just to get pissed off, and I don't know why I do it. I just feel like, oh, you know, it's like eating spicy food. Like, yeah, I just want something that's going to make me feel terrible for the next day. And I went on Twitter and I said, I'm, I'm going to get pissed off here, but here we go. And now it turned into, this is exactly why college kids deserve to be played. This is exactly why ki-. you can't use a freak occurrence like a guy's tennis shoe exploding in the middle of a game 30 seconds into the contest to turn into a referendum on why it's unfair that college athletes don't make money and they have to go to college to play ball instead of going to the pros. We probably all agree. They should be allowed to go to the pros if they're good enough. That's fine. No problem. Do whatever you want. But just because something fluke happens doesn't mean that all of a sudden it turns into you getting to address your tired, lazy narrative. Like If I walk outdoors right now and a <laughs> bowling ball falls out of the sky and lands on my windshield, what's the lesson learned there? Don't walk outdoors anymore. No, it just crazy stuff happens sometimes. You can't live in bubble wrap. You, you, you can't live your life in fear. I actually think Zion Williams is going to come back and play. He's talked about how much he loves playing. He's talked about uh, how if, if even if he could have the opportunity to go to the NBA, he'd still go to play in college basketball. He'd still make the same decision. I think he's going to come back, and I think he's going to play, and I think that's good news for Brad Powers and his bets and his portfolio. And just to summarize the odds that, that you gave us, Brad, there's about an 80% chance the marketplace is saying that Williamson will come back. But the real question is not just is he going to come back, about an 80% chance, 
when he comes back, is he going to play more cautiously and not quite be the same? Your thoughts on that, Brad? Ooh, that's certainly a concern. But from what we've seen from Zion so far, there's been only one gear for him. And it's the fifth gear, something that we haven't seen any other college basketball pr- practically have in the last decade. And now, is there? Now you, I, I heard this floated around. Um, there are actually odds as to which sneaker company he's going to sign with. <laughs> okay, is that really? Is that really an actual? Like you can bet on whether or not he's going to sign with Nike, Adidas, Under Armour. I mean, LA Gears, Keds. Who the hell knows at this point? But what are there odds out there? And what can you actually get if you land this correctly? Yeah, believe it or not, Adidas now the favorite, plus 125. <laughs> Nike, who was overwhelmingly going to be the favorite, plus 150. I'd actually bet Nike. And, yes. I mean, as long as, I would argue Zion Williamson, as long as his knee's fine, and by all accounts it's just a mild knee sprain, he made money last night because the bidding war to get him as far as a sneaker uh, shoe, I mean, the, the, I think Nike overpaid just because of what happened with their shoe last night. So we're all betting on Nike then? Yeah, Nike plus 150. All right. Bet online. I'm in. Uh, Fez, can you book that for me? I'll pay you back. Your credit's good with me, Jonas. You're in. (laughs) It sounds good. All right. So uh, Brad Powers, uh, Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik here, Fox Sports Radio, straight out of Vegas here on FSR. Want to let you know we are brought to you by Mako. You might not be able to get a new car with your tax refund, but you can make your car feel like it's brand new. All it needs is a great paint job. Come into Mako today and get your dream paint job during their tax season sales event. Coming up next, we are going to tell you which teams in the NBA you should bet on and which teams specifically you should absolutely avoid down the backstretch of the NBA season. That's next here, Straight Out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. R.J. Bell is not in today. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will tell you about a couple of NBA teams you should be very cautious of when it comes to betting down the stretch of the regular season. But first, each and every day, we love to bring the fun of Vegas to you guys. And right now, the temperature on the strip, 41 degrees, and the neon is blustering. Back to you, Jonas. <laughs> no, hold on a second. Hold on. This is, you guys got snow in Vegas, right? How did you do it? Did you guys all get snow or is it just certain parts of uh, Vegas that got the snow? Well, I, I don't live in the rich hills that Steve Fezzik does, okay. so I didn't get much snow. But back where all the rich people live, like Celine Dion and Steve Fezzik yeah. and whatnot, Fez, how much did you get? So I got two and a half inches. I made a snowman this morning with my son <laughs> before he went to school. Jesus. So, But up in the mountains, because Vegas has a mountain as high as 12,000 feet in Mount Charleston, up to 10 inches, though, in the upper Red Rock area, so... <laughs> Um, frankly, we haven't had snow like this since 2008. It's pretty neat. Now, did you guys, uh, were you, did you have to put chains on the, on the car tires to get to work <laughs> or like, how does that work? Cause I can't, out here in Southern California, if it's, I mean, people are morons. They can't drive when it's raining out or drizzling in the snow. I don't imagine what it's like. What, what was it like in the strip? Do you put chains on the car, Fez? What's interesting is I'm, I, I can you <laughs> imagine a picture of Steve Fezzik trying to put chains on his tires, but no accumulation at all. On the roads where I live, just um, on on the grass and like about two and a half inches. So the, the the ground itself never got cold enough for the for the snow to stick there. Interesting life behind those gated communities, Brad. All right, uh, so guys, oh, yeah. let's get to uh, <laughs> let's get to the NBA because we have got Steve Fezzik has a couple of 
I guess, teaching lessons that we can use moving down the stretch of the NBA season. We're going to start with a couple of teams in the NBA that Steve has some advice on when it comes to betting down the stretch. First and foremost, they've been the drama talk of the NBA all season long. It's the Los Angeles Lakers, who right now are sitting in the 10th seed, 28-29, and 29, a game below 500, and outside of the playoffs looking in. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10, and the Lakers right now are actually a slight favorite to not make the playoffs. Fez, what are your thoughts? Yeah, and this is a bet that I made a big bet on. Lakers not to make the playoffs. I got to tell you, Jonas, it's rare that I see a line put up that I say, this is just completely off. But that was my reaction to the Laker line. Will they make the playoffs open up at Pickham? I actually think that the Lakers will make the playoffs less than 35% of the time. They're three games behind. They have a difficult schedule. They're playing horrible. Their young players feel they're all expendable. They're all on the trading block. And let's face it, the last five games, the Lakers are 1-4 and four straight up. The only win, the miracle win against Boston, they've been outscored by 82 points. I see nothing to justify that the Lakers should be even close in the odds to make the playoffs compared to, say, the Clippers. And because of that, I bet no on the Lakers to make the playoffs. Now, Brad, do you, uh, when looking at Steve's handicap of this and seeing where the Lakers are at and just what the what the, it looks like moving down the stretch, if you were to bet a side on this, are you betting with Fez or against him? I am betting against Fez. And my concern is the article that came out here in the last 24 hours. Specifically, LeBron James said he's going to kick it up a gear. He's going to go into dad mode, which means he's going to go into playoff mode. He's going to be trying harder. And let's put in perspective here. Last 13 teams that LeBron James has played on made the playoffs, let alone eight straight NBA Finals. And the last time the Lake, uh, LeBron James' team was below 500 this late in the season was his rookie season in the Cavs. So I'll play off those outliers, and I'm going to make a proposal to you, Fez. <laughs> so there's 25 games left in the, in the regular season. I will project that the Lakers go 13 and 12 or better. Do you want to bet no on that? There we go. Right I here do. straight out of Vegas. $100? Yeah, the green button means that the two pros are betting against each other. So Brad Powers is betting that the Lakers will finish at 500 or better. I'm betting that they'll finish below 500. And I, what I love about this is I really feel that if the Lakers are right at 500 with, say, four games to go, they'll be likely out of playoff contention at that point in time, and we could see this team really mail it in the final few games. And now, is that against the spread, or is that straight up? Just straight up. Oh, last geez. 25 games of the regular season. Uh, Jonas, see, uh, but, do you want me to spot you a little bit? Uh, no, you it, be with, do you want to be with LeBron, Team LeBron, Magic Johnson, or do you want to be with Steve Fesley? Well, if, if I were going to bet on it, and I'm, not, I'm never going to bet you guys. Let me just go ahead and kill the mystery here. I'm never betting against <laughs> you guys. It's not happening. It's like uh, playing an arm wrestling contest against that guy who drank gasoline in the movie Over the Top. I'm not, I'm not arm wrestling that guy, <laughs> and I'm not betting against you guys at any time, at any point during the history of this show. It's not happening. But... I'll say this. If they don't make the playoffs, it's a complete disaster. A complete disaster, which is what leads me to believe that LeBron's going to do everything within his power to try and get this team into the postseason. So I, I'm, I'm curious, Fez, that you would take this straight up and not give give or get points at, at this stature looking at the doubts and, and issues that this team has had all year long. 
Well, I've got the Lakers projected in their schedule to only be favored 11 times and to be a dog 13 times the rest of the year. Look at tonight's game. They're an underdog at home against Houston. And all these projections assume LeBron's going to play each and every game. And I assume that he will if he's healthy. He's already missed so many games. He didn't miss any last year. Who's to say LeBron's not going to have another injury? If that happens, I would say I'm free-rolling. I'm going to very, very likely win my bet if LeBron misses any kind of substantial time. Now, Brad, would you have any concern? There was an article that came out in The Athletic over the past 24 hours in which the Lakers have expressed a little concern over his health, whether or not he rushed back too soon or or just how how he's feeling health-wise because there's been spots during these games – to where you can see him clearly take his foot off the gas, whether that's by choice or he just is trying to conserve energy because he knows it's gonna it's gonna go down to the wire down the stretch to make a playoff spot. So, Brad, how concerned are you with LeBron's health moving forward? Yeah, definitely a concern because not only is it the first time that we've seen LeBron in his entire career miss this amount of games, eighteen games LeBron missed. But it's also first time he's been 34 playing late in the season with eight straight finals appearances. That's like playing an extra two seasons almost. Yeah, it's my my most major concern, whether or not he can kick it up a notch. And also, let's look at what playoff bids are open and available. Well, number six team, Utah, according to 538, has a 99% chance to make the playoffs. That might be a little bit high, but they're going to make the playoffs. San Antonio has an 89% chance to make the playoffs. So basically realistically there's only one playoff bid open and right now the Clippers the Lakers and Sacramento are all competing for it and also how excited are the (laughs) Lakers to get that number eight seed they're likely going to have to play Golden State if they do make the playoffs in round one and speaking of Golden State here straight out of Vegas Fox Sports Radio that's where we turn the conversation next the Warriors the defending champs are sitting in the one seed in the Western Conference they've won eight of their last ten so Steve Fezzik with a two-game lead over the two-seed Denver Nuggets how do you view Golden State down the stretch I think we look to play against Golden State selectively down the stretch. And frankly, I love the way that this has set up because Boogie Cousins came back and the team was kind of on their best behavior. They got excited again, went on a nice long winning streak. They're not just 8-2. and They're actually 16-2 and straight up this team. And now they have a two-game lead in the West to be the number one seed. But they're only 1-6 and against the spread. And I think what we're going to see is as soon as they keep coasting along, winning games, not necessarily covering that Golden State's going to know, hey, we're going to get that number one seed. we got to keep everybody healthy. Realistically, the only path they have to not go to the NBA Finals is if something happens to KD or to Steph, they got to go ahead and keep these guys healthy. I think those minutes will come down, the effort level will come down, and Golden State will not be bringing maximum effort, and that means they're likely not going to be covering games. Brad Powers, are you betting him against Golden State? No, I'm not, but i got a great stat for you. And there's a thing called the money line in Vegas, so... Forget the point spread. The money line is whether or not a team's going to win the game or not. Straight up, the Golden State, straight up, 41-16. and 16. If you just bet Golden State to win every game so far on a game-by-game basis this year, you're 41-16. and 16. But Vegas, Jonas, the great equalizer, even though you'd be 41-16, and 16, you'd be down nearly $600. Vegas, the great equalizer. <laughs> Golden State, even though with a flashy record, not a good bet. So wow. let's think about this. You've got a team that if you bet on them just to win the game each and every night, you're down $600 despite the fact 
They've just won 16 of their last 18 games. It pays to be a hater sometimes. That's a lesson learned here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, it is straight out of Vegas here on FSR. Coming up next, there is a professional sports league that is in major trouble but it may not be for the reasons that you've heard. Find out what we're talking about next here on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest, it's Isaac Lohenkron. Jonas Duke announced a short time ago that superstar Zion Williamson has been diagnosed with a grade one right knee sprain. Duke says he's progressing as expected and his status is day to day. USA Today reports that the NBA has submitted a formal proposal to the NBA Players Association that will lower the draft eligible age from 19 to 18. Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry said today that Anthony Davis will play Friday at Indiana, but did not comment on Davis' status for games beyond that. Mike Garofolo of NFL Media reports that the Saints are releasing veteran safety Kurt Coleman one year into a three-year deal, a move that will save them $4 million in cap space in 2019. Finally, in golf in the first round of the WGC Mexico Championship, Rory McIlroy has a one-shot lead over Dustin Johnson after an 8-under-63. Tiger Woods today is at even par through 16 holes. Jonas, back to you. Thanks, Isaac. Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up just a few minutes from now, we are going to give you an early look at the 7 p.m. Eastern time college basketball game here on Straight Out of Vegas. It is Michigan and Minnesota. Your chance to make a little bit of coin. Uh, all right, guys, let's get into this. It is Brad Powers, Steve Fezzik, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, RJ Bell not in today. And let's get into... The AAF. Now, initially, when we heard the name AAF, I assumed it was a, a startup professional wrestling company that was opening up in Vegas somewhere. Uh, and we have later found out that it's an actual football league. But the problem is uh, they couldn't exactly make payroll week one. They needed an investor from the NHL, the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, in order to make payroll week two. There are concerns about the team, about the league moving forward financially. But Steve Fezzik you have other concerns that maybe people are overlooking. Yeah, I have a major concern about the scoring in this league. I think the AAF was aware that to, for this league to be a hit, they needed to have high-scoring games. They saw what the NFL did, liberalizing rules, higher scoring, better ratings. The NBA, same thing. They went ahead and made more rules for the offense, can't touch the players on defense, higher-scoring NBA, lots of interest there. Even the NHL has made rules changes to make the league higher scoring. So the AAF went ahead and put in some nice rules, no blitzing, uh, shorter play clock, have more plays, and they expected that their games would be in the 50s and they'd be exciting. And Vegas agreed. They set the totals on the games in the AAF right around 50 week one. It has not materialized, Jonas. We're looking at a league two weeks in where the average scoring through two weeks is below 40 points per game. And I think this is really, really a problem. What does the public want to see? New league, they're interested, but they want to see scoring. They want to see action. And the fact that this league has been so low scoring with such poor quarterback play, I think that's a major concern about the viability of this league being um, something that the public is going to embrace. And I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but if you were to just bet the under blindly on every game so far, where would you stack up? You'd be yeah, you'd winning, be right? six, six and two to the under. Jesus. So they totally overestimated what this league was going to be. 
Yeah, and I think they hyped it. They wanted there to be more scoring. And frankly, I love the new rules. They're exciting. Yes. You don't kick the extra point. You go for two. The ons- You don't have an onside kick. You can actually take the ball, and you have a fourth and 12. So all these rules make the game more exciting, but they have not translated at all into higher scoring. Let's face it, when Christian Hackenberg is one of your starting quarterbacks, <laughs> that is a major, major problem for a fledgling league. And I would also say this. Look, the offensive line play is terrible. And if you talk to anybody who covers the NFL, they'll tell you one of the biggest issues with the NFL when it comes to the CBA and the amount of practice time is that the offensive line play is significantly worse than it used to be. And a lot of that also is these offenses in college aren't really conducive to learning how to play offensive line at the NFL level. So even in the NFL, the top top tier, best of the best, teams struggle at offensive line. What the hell you think it's like in the AAF? Every single week there's a quarterback getting turned into a Pez dispenser because some guard doesn't know how to block a guy. And that's that's a league that isn't allowing blitzing. If they allowed blitzing, I don't know what the over-unders would be or if they would even be able to score points, but I would think offensive line play is a major concern. I'm, Christian Hackenberg, we can say what we want about the guy. And, yeah, he, he second-round pick, bit of a disaster, criticized James Franklin coming out of Penn State. But still, he's an NFL-caliber quarterback to some degree, and he doesn't even have time to throw or get anything going. I don't know if it's as much Hackenberg as it is the offensive line. Yeah, and so to summarize, you've got a league that is challenged to score any points, having trouble meeting its payroll, and you've got one team in Florida, Orlando, that has to practice now in Georgia <laughs> to get around the insurance rules for workman's comp. This league is rapidly losing credibility, and if it loses credibility, it's not going to be around long. Yeah, it's. I think we got excited about it because it was like, oh, man, football, and it's a different kind of football, but I, I wanted to wait and see what it was going to be like in week two, and it was... I just didn't have any desire to watch it. There was no, I wasn't, you know, clamoring to there was no FOMO, no fear of missing out. I got to know what's happening in the what Atlanta Thrashers, whatever the hell their nickname is game. Like I had no no desire to look at that. So when when you see this and some of the stories that come out of that and Brad, you and I joked about this. Like the AF is almost like that one boss who's running his own company, and uh, and he gives you the line, uh, "Hey man, so uh, here's your paycheck. Hey, if you don't mind, we had a little bit of an issue at the bank. Uh, don't cash that until Friday after six p.m." It's yeah, like, a glitch, and, yeah. and that's what the AAF said. There was a glitch uh, on why the players didn't get a, 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 a you know a paycheck come week one. Anytime I'd heard glitch or you know, can you <laughs> can you maybe do that tomorrow? Right. Uh, I didn't last too long at that job. I was looking for other work almost immediately. Yeah, it's uh, so so not a uh, not a good look for the AAF and also the product on the field. So great point by Steve Fezzik. And now moving forward, Fez. Now that you know what you know about this league and you've got at least some sample size. Are you betting the under every single game, or is there going to be an overcorrection? I'm going to selectively look to play unders going forward, but let's face it, there has been a correction. The current average totals being dealt week three is just under 43 points, not nearly as good as playing under 50 and a half like it was week one. All right, guys, straight out of Vegas here, Fox Sports Radio, Jonas Knox, Brad Power, Steve Fezzik with you here on FSR. We do have a college hoops tip-off coming up at 7 p.m. Eastern time. We have gotten your feedback here, and a lot of people, we used to do this in the final segment of the show, they would only have like 10 minutes to place their wager or get their bet in, so we bumped it back and bumped it up 10 more minutes, so now you've got a full 20 minutes 
so that you can decide whether or not you want to take part in the 7 o'clock Eastern time tip-off. And tonight's action sees number 7 Michigan at Minnesota and on pregame.com, Brad Powers, Michigan is a five-and-a-half point favorite. I like Minnesota here. The home underdog plus five-and-a-half. But let's talk about Minnesota's opponent, Michigan, a team that's tough laying points on the road with a Michigan team that's only topped 70 points one time in their last nine games. So tough to get margin when you can't score offensively. And let's talk about Michigan on the road. Michigan's got a gaudy 23-3 and record for the season straight up. Their last five uh, road games, they're two and three straight up and against the spread. So Michigan has struggled away from Chrysler Arena. And speaking of Chrysler Arena, this coming up this weekend, Michigan hosts a team by the name of Michigan State coming up on Sunday. So a look-ahead spot here for the Wolverines. Therefore, I'm catching value with a Minnesota team that at Michigan earlier this year only lost by two. Minnesota's not going to be intimidated by that gaudy Michigan team. Give me the Gophers plus five and a half as they like. All right, guys, straight out of Vegas here, Fox Sports Radio, Jonas Knox, Brad Powers, Steve Fezzik here on FSR. Coming up next, the NBA is back. We'll tell you how you can take advantage and make a little bit of coin on a Thursday night. That's next here, straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Straight out of Vegas here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Jonas Knox, Brad Powers, Steve Fezzik in. RJ Bell is out. Uh, have you guys been able to confirm? Is it a snow day? Is that what we're calling this? A uh, snow day for RJ Bell, Steve Fezzik? Uh, oh, I- I'll let Fezzik take the, the, yeah. the controls on that one. Fez, you want to call it a snow day? or No, RJ's got <laughs> some critically important meetings with some big, big people. So we are holding down the fort. Oh, my. That's a tease, man. Unbelievable. <laughs> Six months, and you're already uh, the tease wizard. Uh, excellent job by <laughs> Steve Fezzik there. Uh, guys, we do have uh, college basketball. Now, we talked about Michigan, Minnesota. We're going to go out to the Pac-12. This is a 9 p.m. Eastern time tip-off. It's Oregon at USC. Brad Powers, USC is a one-and-a-half-point favorite on pregame.com. Yeah, and I'm leaning with the road dog here. I'll take the Ducks plus the one and a half as a lean here. So this is what we call pizza money if you want to get involved on this one. What I've seen from the marketplace, Oregon, their best player, Lewis King, wasn't expected to play in this game. He's had a hand injury, but he's been upgraded to probable tonight. So that'll be a big boost to already a shorthanded Oregon team. And from what I've seen from these two teams, when they matched up Oregon and USC the last 10 years, Oregon, believe it or not, has covered 79% of the time when these two teams have faced each other. Just a lean for me on the Ducks, plus one and a half. Uh, The NBA season resumes later tonight, and it's a big matchup in the Eastern Conference. It's an 8 o'clock Eastern time tip-off between the Celtics and the Bucks in Milwaukee. Steve Fezzik, right now the Bucks are a five and a half point favorite on pregame.com. Yeah, I like Milwaukee. I bet Milwaukee minus the five and a half. Milwaukee's quietly been the best regular season team in the NBA. They're outscoring their opponents by 10 points per game. And very likely, Meritick is going to get some minutes tonight. 6'10 guy. Love him. Can bomb from the outside. So they should get even better. And frankly, Boston has been struggling with Kyrie Irving in the lineup. This team is only outscoring their opponents by 5.5 points per game with him. Yeah, and you're talking about the best ATS team at the All-Star break coming into the break. The Milwaukee Bucks and the entire NBA, the Bucks 34, 21, and 2. And, and real quick, Fez, didn't we have a draft on who's going to win the East? <laughs> and didn't you take the Bucks? So you're already t- playing wow. right in the team that you took in the draft? I do have the Bucks to win the East, and I have the Bucks tonight, minus <laughs> five and a half. Wow. Okay. Well done. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, so next up, it's a TNT doubleheader, obviously, after Boston and Milwaukee. We've got the Rockets and the Lakers. We've talked a lot about the LA Lakers. They are on the outside looking in. 
two games out, or actually three games out of the eight seed right now, sitting in the 10th spot in the Western Conference. And so right now on pregame.com, the Lakers hosting the Rockets, and it's Houston who's a three-point favorite at L.A. And I lean to Houston. Either Paul or Capella has been out for the Rockets since December 22nd. Houston is finally back to 100% strength. And as we've spoken about, the Lakers' motivation is questionable. The young players feel they are expendable. Lakers are 1-4, been outscored by over 80 points the last five games. Lean to Houston, minus the three. Now, you guys, for people that have missed the uh, earlier portion of the program, there was a green button bet. And here on Straight Out of Vegas, the green button is an automatic $100 bet between the pros, not between me, because I don't have that kind of cash. But between the pros, and you guys were betting on the Lakers down the stretch. And Brad Powers as the Lakers finishing 500 or above. Steve Fezzik, you have the Lakers going below 500. So this could be a real tipping point, guys. So does this make this game that much more exciting for both of you, seeing a long-term futures bet in play? It certainly it does, Jonas. And I'm going to – you just got to lean on Houston. Do you want to make it a bet on tonight's game? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Action. Got to love the action. I got the Lakers. See, I got LeBron. See, I've picked up a few things from RJ. I've now learned how to make <laughs> you guys fight, and it's really fun. I got to be honest with you. It's like rock'em, sock'em robots, but you guys are uh, really good at gambling. All right. So here we go, guys. Steve Fezzik, uh, before the show, we were talking about NBA teams down the stretch. And one of the interesting and fascinating aspects down the stretch of the NBA season is teams that realize they're not in it, they're out of it, and they're going to tank. Fez, you've got three tanking teams in the NBA you want to shine a spotlight on. Who are they? Yeah, Phoenix, New York, and Cleveland. These three teams, Phoenix, New York, Cleveland, I want no part of going forward, Jonas. I'm either going to bet against these teams or I'm going to pass their games. And the reason being is that all three want to stay behind Chicago in the standing. Chicago has 14 wins, so Phoenix, New York, and Cleveland all want to keep losing such that they'll have the maximum chance to have the number one pick in the draft. And also, whoever can have the worst record is guaranteed a top five pick where I'm especially going to look to fade those three teams is whenever there is a point spread that's small so I can play on the money line against Phoenix, New York, or Cleveland and just bet them to lose their games. That's how I'm selectively going to be betting the rest of the year. Can you fade in any other sport? Can you can you fade teams down the stretch just based on the fact that they don't want to win? Because I, I don't know. Because in Major League Baseball, I know they expand the rosters and you've got that, but those are guys that, that are going to want to make an impression on their team later in the season. Is is really the NBA the only sport where you can do that? I think it's the only one. And in fact, I would make the argument that in the NFL and in MLB you typically get so much value on these ugly dogs that you want to bet on those teams come the end of the season, but not in the NBA. And especially when you see NFL coaches always on the hot seat, the idea that they're going to tank games with their jobs on the line is just crazy to me. But in the end, that's, that's unbelievable that you, you go into an NBA season, you got 20 something games left and you can identify which teams just don't want to win. Like what is it? And the- if you're a fan of those teams, why are you watching? What's the point? Yeah, and I think the poster child for all this, if you watch the Dallas Mavericks last year, what they were doing with their lineups, it was crazy how this team absolutely did not want to win to the point of with five minutes to play, if Dallas had a three-point lead, you would see them take out their starters for youth 
development. And I think we're going to see this with Phoenix, New York, and Cleveland coming down the stretch. Any game those teams are about to win, look for some funky lineups late in the game. That's craziness. It is straight out of Vegas here, Fox Sports Radio. If you missed any of today's shows, several wagers on the NBA and on college basketball reference, you can listen to the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. The Odd Couple is next here on FSR. We are straight out of Vegas, back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.